Hello, welcome to the Dear Nikki podcast, where I'm going to be giving you personalized user research advice based on your questions or struggles. So let's dive into today's episode. Hello, hello. Happy spring from Jersey. It was kind of warm yesterday, which was nice. It gives me a glimmer of hope. <laughs> and we turned our clocks back, or clocks forward, actually, which is always surprisingly really tough to adjust to. You know, I can go to America and take a long haul flight and from Jersey to where my parents live. It's quite long haul. It's about 20 hours of of travel time. And I can be relatively okay. But move the clocks up an hour where I'm just living and hanging out and relaxing and I am all messed up. (laughs) I woke up this morning and just could not get out of bed. (laughs) But it means that it's light out at night when I walk poncho, which is quite nice because we don't have any street lights here in Jersey and it gets quite dark and we don't really have sidewalks or pavements as they're called in the UK. So we walk on the on the lanes they're called green lanes and in the dark cars can come right <laughs> they luckily they go pretty slow for the most part but so i need to wear a high vis vest i have a headlamp i have an armband poncho has a blue or red collar that glows in the dark depending on his mood he looks like darth vader with the red one sometimes <laughs> but last night was the first night and i can't remember how long that we didn't need any of that stuff. So it was it was quite nice as well to be able to uh, walk him without having to think about all of the all of the high vis high vis stuff. But yes, super exciting and I'm post flu and also post covid. March has just been a quite a question mark for me. <laughs> no idea what happened to the month, but Hopefully now I got all the sickness out that I needed to for the rest of the year and I'm good to go. Just golden sailing right through to 2024 with no sickness. (laughs) But yes, I hope you are doing well and I am excited to get into today's question. So let's dive right in. I've been considering going back for a master's degree. Are there programs you recommend? How do you decide if a master's program is the right next step for you? So it's so funny because I see people who are trying to leave academia to get into user research, but I've also seen the flip side as well, where user researchers are like, oh, maybe I'll go back. Maybe I'll maybe I'll dip the toe in academia and look for a more advanced degree. So it's just interesting to see both sides of it. And for me, so I will talk through my experience briefly because I've also worked with people who have made the switch on both sides. So coming from academia as well as going into academia as as a user researcher. But for me, my master's degree is in clinical and social psychology. And the reason I got a master's had nothing to do with user research. So user research wasn't even in my mind. I was actually going to go the PhD route and become a clinical psychologist, work in a mental hospital, do 
academic research. So I did not use a master's degree in any way, shape, or form for user research. I didn't pick any classes that had anything to do with user research. You know, my my master's degree was completely separate from research. And I know now that there are some master's degrees that are more closely tied to and more applicable to user research than my degree. So even then psychology and anthropology, there are some more user research focused master's degrees. There's also a degree in HCI, human computer interaction as well, that's more closely aligned with user research. So from from my experience, it's it's a bit different because I did it. It, it just so happens that I have a master's degree <laughs> rather than something that I intentionally sought out for my job <laughs> and to be to be a user researcher, right? But I have seen plenty of people who have been user researchers and who are interested in going into academia and exploring different programs or different areas of study uh, to impact their user research career. So the first thing that I will say, uh, because this is uh, usually I'm all about starting with the goals and 100% that's, that's next on my list. But one thing that I do want to say is to think about the types of companies that you want to work for. And the reason that I say that is because there is a spectrum of how companies feel about advanced degrees when hiring user researchers. There are some companies who highly value advanced degrees, right? I know that when I was looking at Facebook, this was a few years ago, I, I'm, I'm not sure how, how similar or different it is now, but Facebook really highly valued people who had masters or PhDs, right? So getting into Facebook, not necessarily was made easier, but you might have had an advantage if you had an advanced degree, right? Now there are other companies who actually stereotype people who have academic advanced degrees and who get concerned when they see candidates with masters or PhDs because of the very common stereotypes that come from academia of you don't know how to work with others. Uh, you don't know how to do quick research. You don't know how pro product and tech work. You're steeped in all these books and literature reviews and, you know, very detailed reports. And that's not what we want, right? So you also have companies completely in the middle, right? <laughs> so really think about the company that you, companies maybe that you are interested in working for and try to get an understanding on where they stand in that spectrum. Now that should not in any way, shape or form be the biggest deciding factor for you, but I just wanted to really call out that there is that spectrum and there are two sides of that coin. So coming back to what I, I think is the most important thing for, for you to think about are your goals. So coming back to those goals, if your goal is to get a competitive advantage as a candidate and as a user researcher, so let's say that you want an advantage of when you don't have a job or getting a new job or whatever role you get next, then understanding the companies that you're looking to work for and how they view academic or advanced degrees is 
a bit more important, right? So for instance, for me, I work at startups. I work at scrappy startups. That's my that's my jam. I'm the first and only user researcher. I don't have the resources oftentimes like budget or time to do the super high quality, rigorous, amazing research that one might be able to do in the academic setting, right? So I came in from academia and it was quite bumpy for me, right? So for me, getting a new master's right now would not make any sense because the companies that I want to work for and enjoy working for don't necessarily value that. And I'm making sweeping generalizations here. So please keep that in mind. I'm not saying every startup does not care about advanced degrees, but I I know that there are other things that I could do to make me a more competitive candidate than get a master's program because of the type of company that I want to work for. Right. However, if you're looking for and wanting to work for a company that does value a more advanced degree and maybe has the time and resources, they have the rigor, they have these things in place, then you could become a more competitive candidate for those particular roles. Right. So that's why I brought up the the spectrum of companies first, because it thinking about your goals are really, really important and how your goals then fit in with the job market, right? I don't want to dissuade anybody from from getting a master's program if it is right for you, right? Or getting a master's degree if it is right for you. But it is really important to think about the companies that you do care about and want to work for and understanding if there are other things that you can do. So if you are looking for that competitive edge, right? Or if you're looking to become a more competitive candidate in the job market, really thinking critically about, okay, is this actually going to help me, right? Because there are quite a lot of master's programs that are user research adjacent where the skills might not be fully transferable, right? So the skills that I learned in psych when it comes to quantitative research were not super transferable to me because I am primarily a qual researcher. And while I do have mixed method skill sets, I don't need hardcore quant research. And it's almost like in my master's program, I skipped like soft quant, (laughs) you know? I skipped really properly learning how to run unbiased, non-leading surveys, right? And really digging into that because I was doing much more of the statistical side of things and running certain programs. But I don't need that for my day-to-day job, right? And so for for me, I what I would really think about is like, what are the goals that you're trying to achieve and what is your expected outcome? What are you hoping to do with what you learn from this degree, right? Because if you are really looking to become a more competitive candidate and you're concerned maybe that these companies that you're interested in don't actually care as much about this academic degree or maybe the skills aren't 
as transferable, then there are other things that you can potentially do that still incorporate learning, but are more targeted to the things that you need to learn. So for instance, uh, soft skills as a user researcher. So oftentimes we don't focus a lot on soft skills and it's something that can hurt a lot of researchers in their career path. So for the whole end-to-end process, you know, we have the planning, we have the conducting, we have the analyzing, but we forget about the activation part. So how do we write really compelling insights? Yeah. But then how do we activate them? And that's usually through workshops. And so finding a class where you could understand workshop facilitation better and learn learn better ways to facilitate workshops would be an amazing targeted applicable learning that you could do right that isn't a full master's degree or maybe there are classes on stakeholder management that you can take i know that for me something that was important was looking up business strategy and business classes so when i got up to a certain level in my career, I had to understand how businesses worked because I was sitting there being like, users, 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 and you know, ignoring the whole thing about revenue <laughs> and how companies actually worked and how we can maybe tie together the user research and user experience and revenue, right? Because that's what's important. So I had to kind of understand how businesses worked and same with product analytics, you know? I didn't know anything about conversion rate, click-through rate, all of these all these fancy terms and metrics. So I had to go and I had to understand that side. So I'm I'm also wondering if there are soft skills that you could pinpoint where you could practice them in other ways outside of a master's degree that would actually make you a more competitive candidate in a very different way that might be more valuable to the companies that you're looking into, right? You could also do this for hard skills. Like for instance, Indy Young, she's my favorite person ever, my favorite researcher. She has courses on mental model diagrams, right? So maybe that's also something that you look into is like, oh, well, what is a mental model diagram and how do I add this to my toolkit, right? So really critically thinking about what you're trying to achieve and if a master's program actually makes sense for the things that you want to take out of it and the goal that you're trying to achieve for this, right? Now, if you're looking at master's programs that are much more applicable to user research, because I know that there are some programs out there that are very user research focused, then all of this stuff might be applicable, but just make sure that you are not at too advanced of a level going into this, right? I'm all for refreshing our skill sets. I'm all for maybe there's something that we've been doing in a certain way and we can learn a new perspective. We can learn a new approach. I'm all for that. And I think that we should refresh our skills more than we actually do. But what I don't want you to do is get into a master's program where you're like, I know, I know, I know. right? And I have seen people do that where they have gotten into a master's program and they're like, I know all of this stuff and it doesn't actually add to their knowledge, right? Like, yes, you walk out with a with an advanced degree, but ideally you'd be walking out with an advanced degree and also more, right? You've actually learned something that you didn't know before. So 
if if you are looking into this ma- these master's programs, making sure that you are not too advanced in your skill set for what the master's program is telling you you will learn, right? But of course, if you are looking into more user research related areas, then likely more skills will be applicable, right? So you might learn workshop facilitation in there. So it's really looking about looking at your skill set, seeing what you need to learn and seeing if this master's degree and this these master's programs can actually help you with your weak spots, right? Or if there is a better way to go about it in a more targeted, okay, I'm going to go for workshop facilitation, right? So there are different ways of going about and learning these things. Now, if your goal is just to learn, right? If if you're not too concerned about whether or not this is super applicable, if you have the resources to learn, oh, I I wish I could just be and I would take every degree. I, I love learning. I love school. I wish I get could get paid to go to school. <laughs> then go for it. If this is if this is truly if you're if you're just sitting here saying no I just I I truly want to learn it's okay if not all the skills are applicable but psychology has I'm taking psychology for instance has always been so fascinating learning social psychology might not be 100% relevant all the time but I want to learn this this and this thing so badly I can see where the ties are and maybe it's not the only thing that I need to learn as a as a researcher and maybe it's not the most applicable thing right now but I just want to learn ooh go for it right just make sure you are getting something out of it that is relatable to your career, which social psychology I would assume would be. Uh, it's it's quite it's quite a good avenue. But again, like it's really going back for your to your goals and to what you are hoping to get out of it to see if that is applicable for the companies that you care about. So what I would do is I would make a list of what your goals are, what your expected outcomes are, almost like a research plan, like do some research on yourself and dig deep. It's like, what am I trying to accomplish? What am I hoping to accomplish? What information do I want? What do I want to get out of this? What am I hoping to get out of this? What kind of information and, and next steps am I looking towards after this master's program? What am I hoping that this master's program will give me? right? And then looking at the types of companies that you're interested in and saying, okay, if I am really interested in startups, and again, I'm not trying to make a sweeping generalization that startups don't care about advanced degrees. That's not at all the case. But really trying to understand, you know, is, is this company going to value this? And will they value it enough for me to spend the time and money on the master's program, right? Because they do take time and they do cost money. And then what I would say is really looking at your skills. And I'll, I'll post my skills checklist in the description of this episode, but going through and highlighting these skills that you that you have and the skills that you need and want to learn and seeing, okay, do these master's programs align with the skills that I need to learn? 
right? So if you go through a whole master's program and what you really need is like business management, stakeholder management, and workshop facilitation, and what this master's program has for you is like in-depth design thinking that might not be applicable for you, right? Again, not saying that we can't refresh these things, not saying that we can't learn new approaches, but really drilling down on the skills that you need and want to learn that would make you a better researcher and seeing if they are applicable within the space of these programs. So those are the steps that I would go through is really thinking about goals and expected outcomes, really thinking about the companies that you're interested in and like maybe the value spectrum, if you can, on how much or how little they value an advanced degree or how applicable or not it might be in the situation. And then looking at your skills and really identifying where do I need to learn? What do I need to learn? Like, what do I need to improve in? And can these programs help with that? Like in a concrete way, right? And if you sit there and you say, your goal is just, I just want to learn. I just want to go back to school. I just want to get a master's. I just want to learn something new. Then you might not need to do any of the other steps, right? So really, really think about what those goals are, what you're expecting from this master's program, what you're expecting this master's program to do for you in the future, because that starting point will help inform your next steps and figure out if a master's program is in fact it or if it's kind of like, ooh, maybe it's not. Maybe there are other targeted things that I can do to make me a more competitive candidate when it comes to things like the soft skills or even some hard skills as well. So I hope that that was helpful. I think that each person has their own motivations for doing things. So that's why I really want to call out thinking about your goals and and what you're hoping for from, from this kind of experience and really just thinking critically about it and using that as a mechanism to get to that next step, right? And you might not be sure or not. And one thing that I will say is if you're really, really, really on the fence, so I did this for my PhD. I was really on the fence if I wanted to continue with my PhD because I had several programs that I was interested in with clinical psychology, but also criminal psychology. Uh, So I wanted to go into the FBI and all of that fun stuff at one point in my life. It just feels like a different lifetime, honestly. But if you are really on the fence, as as I was, apply and, and go through some of the processes that you might need to to understand if this really is for you right? So go through the application process if, if you're really on the fence. And like when I was writing some of my applications, I realized that clinical psychology at a PhD level and becoming a clinical psychologist actually wasn't for me. And so going through that process might help you really understand whether or not this is the right fit for you. So don't just throw it all out, especially if you're on the fence, but it might be worth it for you to kind of go through and really look at the applications and start filling them out to see, again, after you've gone through this three steps of your goals, looking at the companies and looking at your skills, this this next step, if you are on the fence, might help solidify any questions in your mind. So I hope that that was helpful. And I... I'm excited for anybody who goes for a master's degree. That's awesome. And I'm also excited for you if you say that this is not your thing, you know, to each their own and it's really a personal decision and it's something that you shouldn't worry about other people, 
when it comes to this. You should you should just be focused on yourself and what you need and what you want from it and what your goals are. So don't let other people's masters or PhDs or lacks, lack thereof, like nothings, I guess. I don't know how to say it. Don't let anybody else's kind of uh, whatever they did impact you because it is a very personal decision. So cool. Well, I look forward to talking to you all soon in the next episode and I hope you have a fantastic day. See ya. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and submit your next question. And I look forward to talking to you all soon. Bye.